Listen, I get it. You like saving in Bitcoin. But check this out. You can actually complement your HODL position by investing in Bitcoin startups. If you want additional upside and enjoy learning about angel investing, you should check out Lightning Ventures. Lightning Ventures is a great way to stack real equity in Bitcoin-only companies. They've invested in businesses you've heard about on this show, including Azteco, CrowdHealth, and Swan Bitcoin. And Lightning Ventures makes it easy to get started in the world of early stage investing. The minimum investment is only $1,000 per deal, and you only invest in the deals that make sense to you. So if you want to get a behind the scenes look at the startups you know and love, if you want a chance to support their growth, and if you want another opportunity to profit as the Bitcoin ecosystem develops, check out the 60 second application in the show notes to get started today in building a world that runs on better money. Welcome to the Business Bitcoinization Show, the show dedicated to helping you enrich your life and grow your business with Bitcoin, the hardest money on planet Earth. I'm your host, Josh Friedemann, and our guest today is Tristan Beach, who is the founder and CEO of Lightning Escrow, which is a fast, affordable, and secure non-custodial escrow for Bitcoin. We talked today about some of the wide-ranging applications for this new service, and I think that it will be an enlightening conversation for you. But before that, we have this week's Bitcoin Meetup Spotlight, and this week it is the Old City Bitcoiners. Old City Bitcoiners is a Bitcoin-only meetup in St. Augustine, Florida. It's all about getting Bitcoiners together to learn, network, and socialize. They have two active meetup types. First, they have Bitcoin and Beer, where they meet at St. Augustine's best spots and talk all things Bitcoin. They get Bitcoiners of all backgrounds, from technical and software developers to entrepreneurs and educators in the space. Then there's Hangout and Hack, where the more technical Bitcoiners meet online to share ideas and help each other in their journey to digital self-sovereignty. Be sure to check out Old City Bitcoiners value for value lightning native website at oldcity-bitcoiners.info. That's oldcity-bitcoiners.info. You can also find them on Twitter at Old City Bitcoin. And if you happen to not be in the St. Augustine area, I encourage you to download the Oshi app where you'll be able to find the closest Bitcoin meetup to you. Now we're going to get to our interview with Tristan right after this. Business owners, unlock the benefits Bitcoin has to offer your business with the Bitcoin for Business Quick Start Guide. This 27-page guide highlights the six ways you can grow your business with Bitcoin. Check it out in the show notes. Tristan, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Josh. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. So I like to start off every single interview with a few questions that help us to get to know you a little bit better and give us some insight for our own lives. Are you ready for these? Absolutely. When and how did you first learn about Bitcoin? Oh, man, that's a great question. I remember the day I found it. It was in 2015 and I was watching YouTube and I was doing some research on I forget what exactly, but I stumbled across this video and the title was New Money Called Bitcoin. So I clicked on it and I was watching the video and I remember specifically the price of the time when the guy was recording this uh, website, it was $100 a coin. So it's a very, very old video. And initially I was like, okay, whatever. It's like, you know, just another PayPal alternative, whatever. Found 2015, really forgot about it. Uh, two years later, I saw in the news that it reached, oh gosh, about $10,000 a coin. Or not sure, I don't know the exact price. Um, that caught my attention because I was like, wow, 
I remember when I found that years ago and now it's this expensive. Okay. Why did a little bit of digging. Uh, I was pretty interested by it. And of course we went down the, um, all corner out. It was like, Oh, cool. Cryptocurrency. Woo. Uh, but then I quickly realized that is not the route that we should go because I'm in full circle with the, uh, Bitcoin is cool, but sales cryptocurrency. Oh, this is why Bitcoin is the king. And so now I'm at a point in my life and journey where uh, I've realized that Bitcoin is the soundest money in the world. Next question is this. What's an insight or fact about Bitcoin that you wish everyone understood? Hmm. So there's two parts to this answer I really want to dig deep into. The first one is that the goal, the ultimate goal of Bitcoin is to really combat what the banking system has done throughout history. Because if you read history, you look back far enough in the last, I don't know, 400 years, 500 years specifically, most, and the majority of history, most wars were fought because of the banks. Why? Because the banks have so much control over the money of a country. When you do that, you can have the control over the narrative, what happens politically, socially, and culturally, which gets us to my second part of the answer, which is that I wish people understood that not only Bitcoin in general, but all money is energy. And I say that because when you have a certain amount of money, you have a certain amount of energy tied to you because essentially money is a store of energy, right? And Bitcoin is the purest form of energy, quite literally. And with that energy, you can redirect that into anything, right? So for the first time in history, we have a money where it's not being controlled by the banks. And because of that, we can actually control the narrative of our own lives for the first time in the past 500 years. And so ultimately what that will do is allow the people to decide for once what really dictates the country's, I guess, social, economic and cultural direction. And I know some people have had a difficulty with that metaphor. Uh, and, you know, people think when they think energy, they might think all sorts of different things, but primarily oil and things like that. But really, if you think about it, uh, money is something that you receive for the time and effort you've put into something. So I feel like that's a, a great way to talk about it if you talk about it in the right terms. And it's definitely a point that that slows people down or like gets them confused or muddled. But I think when you explain it that way, the way you just explained it, it makes a whole lot more sense. And it, you take it away from from gas and oil and things like that. Absolutely. You know, forget about like the what kind of fossil fuel fuels it. Forget about nuclear. Uh, let's get into the woo-woo for a second because again, once you, the ultimate goal of a currency of a country is to fuel it, right? And when you control the energy ultimately of a country, you can control the narrative, right? And so going back to what I said earlier, if you control the energy of a country, you control the narrative. And um, it's really cool to see what's happening now with the power coming back to the people as well as what's going to happen in the next 10, 15 years. And I think uh, it's going to bring about one of the most historical times uh, ever, arguably. It's definitely exciting to think about what the future holds with Bitcoin. Question number three, though, is this. What's the Bitcoin resource that you most recommend to other people? The number one resource for anybody to learn from besides books is going to your local meetup. And mm. I say that because there's only so much you can learn from books. And after a certain point, they all start to sound, they all start to sound the same and you kind of get the point. It's like, okay, Bitcoin's hard money, but why? And you start to interact with people who have a mission tied to Bitcoin in the ethos of it. Right. 
when you get into that and you have these conversations that you would have, you can't have the book, you start to realize and the ideas come to fruition of, okay, wow, this is really happening because of this. This guy is using Bitcoin to fund and fuel his business because of this. This guy is saving in Bitcoin because his life savings are being drained by the inflation cause of his country. So the conversations you have in person, people at meetups are far more valuable than I think any book will ever teach you. Mm. So the next two questions are a little bit away from the topic of Bitcoin. So question number four, beyond Bitcoin, what is a tool, a resource, or an idea that's been helpful to you or your business recently? Mm, that's a great question. Let me think about it for a second. I think, again, a great tool has been networking people inside the Bitcoin community because I think the Bitcoin community has one of the nicest, most resourceful, welcoming community I've ever seen in my life. Um, if you have any questions about anything, you go on Twitter or in person and you ask them and someone is bound to respond within minutes. And that is something I've never seen in any community before. And to see that in action uh, with this unfolding before our eyes is, is really, really special because, you know, despite where we all come from and our backgrounds, it's really cool uh, to see that we're all on one mission Despite having different goals of this mission, the mission is to fix the money. And we do that and fix the world together. So that's really cool to see. Now we have our final, what we call our arbitrary but insightful question, and it's this. As a general life principle, is it better to ask why or why not? I would say why not. Because if you get too caught up in the whys of life, you get what's called into analysis paralysis. Mm. Why is this happening? Why is he doing this? It's a great question to ask yourself. But another question to ask yourself is why not? Why not try to start a Bitcoin company? Mm. Why not go to this Bitcoin meetup? Why not have an open mind and see what I can learn? Even if I don't want to go ever again, I don't have to. But why not? Because when you have an open mind and you open yourself to the world of what's possible and the conversations that you could have, I think has boundless potential compared to why should I have these conversations versus why not have these conversations? Because then it's not a question of should I, it's a question of why should I not? It's kind of like an arbitrary question, but I we think call it um, our arbitrary but insightful question. And yeah, yeah it's, just, I guess so. it's, it's always interesting to because, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to be asking both. But I'm always interested to hear what people who are out there doing things, building things the way they think. And this question is uh, all sorts of people have all sorts of different answers. And it's always interesting to hear what people have to say. Yeah. So going further into that, I think if you fail and with the why not, whatever, you'd spend one year in your life out of the 75 or 90 plus years, you'll be alive, right? It's a, it's a fart in the wind, honestly. <laughs> and if you, if you do fail, you know, whatever, you really tried, you gave it your best, assuming you did. Um, but if you succeed with a why not, the upside potential of what you want or aim to achieve is um, far more rewarding than the downside it has. In the sense of like, ratio of downside to upside. And I think the upside outweighs the downside immensely. 
Meet Linkster, your premier Bitcoin-focused advisor. Linkster caters to businesses, institutions, family offices, and high net worth individuals. They merge your unique financial goals and needs with Linkster's Bitcoin expertise to craft your own sustainable plan to preserve and grow the value of your hard-earned profits and retained earnings. At Linkster, it's not just advice, it's tailored execution. Connect directly with the founder by visiting Linkster.com. That's L-Y-N-C-S-T-E-R. Dot com Linkster. Secure your future with Bitcoin. Today's episode of Business Bitcoinization is proudly brought to you by Vellus Commerce, where the future of business technology meets Bitcoin. As we journey through the era of Bitcoin and its transformational impact on businesses, there's one name that stands out. Vellus Commerce. Whether you're looking to build a cutting-edge website, a seamless mobile app, or custom software, Vellus is your go-to team. They've been diving deep into the world of Bitcoin since 2014, making them one of the most experienced groups for integrating Bitcoin and Lightning payments into a variety of digital platforms. But here's what truly sets them apart. Vellus Commerce doesn't just build. They bring a wealth of knowledge to ensure your project success from day one. Their team understands the nuances of Bitcoin, ensuring that your business stays ahead of the curve. And for all business Bitcoinization listeners out there, Vellus Commerce is offering a free consultation to kickstart your project the right way. So if you're ready to future-proof your business in the coming age of hyper-Bitcoinization, head over to VellusCommerce.com or reach out on Twitter at Vellus Commerce. Let's make sure your business thrives in the Bitcoin era. Well, Tristan, we're here today to talk about your business, what you're doing with Lightning Escrow. So maybe just to start off, could you tell us a little bit about Lightning Escrow, why you started it? And, you know, depending on who you are, I'm guessing everyone listening to this podcast probably has a good idea of what uh, escrow means. But uh, in case it's a little hazy for some people, if you could explain that as well, that would be really helpful. So, Escrow is actually a very, very simple process. In fact, almost all of you listening right now use it every single day, whether it be a credit card or Amazon.com. Essentially what it is, it's a layer of protection for payments. Um, so for example, when you buy something with a credit card and you don't get it in the mail, who do you call? Hey, Amex, I didn't get my package. Mm-hmm. I need my money back. Cool, no problem. Get your money back with the no problem. Why? Because the money was held in escrow technically by these banks because it actually takes two weeks to process a, a credit card transaction completely same with amazon.com or any marketplace that matter um, whenever a buyer buys something from a marketplace the money is held between the buyer and seller until the buyer is satisfied and once the buyer is satisfied the money is released to the seller so it's actually a huge hidden pillar of finance that no one talks about um, and it's crazy because on the first page of the book white paper Satoshi talks about escrow and how it's much needed for Bitcoin, yet um, no one has really accomplished a escrow system that is revolving around the Bitcoin ethos. So why did I start this company? I used to work in real estate mm-hmm. and I did sales. And in between sales pitches, I was learning how to code. Moved to Austin. And when I worked in sales, I realized, man, because at the time I was working with so many banks, with customers, getting their homes, titles. And I realized, wow, this escrow process, this thing called escrow is really, really slow. Mm. There has to be a way in the 21st century to speed this up. Because if you look back, I wrote an article about this on my website. Uh, back in the 1880s when it was invented, or I'm sorry, 1800s, early, early 1800s, um, the process hasn't changed very much since. And it's always been custodial. It's always been relied on the banks. And 
it's almost like the education system today. It just hasn't updated in the past 70 years. Yet, with that said, we have the technology to, to radically change and improve it to the point where it could be, you know, 100x, 1,000x times better for both sides, the business and the customer. So with that in the back of my mind, I moved to Austin. And at the, at the time, I was trying to apply to tech jobs, being a self-taught programmer, because I didn't go to college. Uh, but thank God, no job hired me because after application number 700, I was like, okay, obviously this is not working. I got to start something because my grandfather always said, if you can't find a job, you got to start a business. So I was like, okay, I'll start a business. What I'll start. I have no idea, but I'm gonna start something. So I went to every single startup meetup in my area and eventually came across the Austin Bitcoin club. And I met a guy there who had a prototype of an escrow system on lightning. So he showed me and I was just blown away. Mm-hmm. It's a moment in my life I'll never ever forget because uh, I realized, and I, I don't think he realized what he created mm. um, because the thing with Bitcoin and cryptocurrency as a whole, uh, oh, the C word, no, so bad. But uh, the, um, I guess not a feature at Bitcoin, but a bug that we really harp on is that the fact that Bitcoin transactions are non you can't dispute them, right? It's great, um, but I think for mass adoption, a dispute system and a layer of protection for payments is necessary for people like you and I to start using it in our daily lives. Uh, the way I see it is that we started with cash and then we eventually moved on to credit cards, right? So in that sense, I realized, I feel like this prototype, I was like, wow, this is, this is it. This mm-hmm. is the thing I have to make. So that's a whole very long story um, and eventually I molded my, enti- this entire business around this, uh, system of, a concept of Bitcoin escrow. Um, but what does that mean? And why is it different than, than uh, custodial escrow? I'll tell you. So traditionally escrow, it takes at least three days to process transaction after confirmation, right? So I'll give you an example. So escrow.com is the market leader. They charge a minimum fee of 3.25%. Minimum, right? And goes high as, as 8%. It, that's, that's ridiculous. You would think it'd be much cheaper nowadays, but no. They haven't changed the system since the 1999, the date it was founded. Um, on top of being expensive, they're also very slow. So after confirmation, right? It takes about three to five days to get your money. If you're lucky, um, I've seen horror stories and goes high as two weeks. I've also seen some other horror stories where money is still in account and they're unable to get it back. Why? Because they're custodial. So let's review. They're expensive. They're very slow. And they're custodial. Three big problems that can be easily solved with Bitcoin. So how do we do it? We made it non-custodial by using Bitcoin smart contracts so that on paper, we're not actually an escrow company. We're a key management company because all we do we manage three keys, one for my company, one for Alice, one for Bob. So even in the event that my company dies tomorrow, like FTX did, right? Alice and Bob can still sell the transaction by themselves without me involved. And on top of that, I don't actually take hold of the money. So even if there's a trillion dollars in this smart contract, right? I myself could physically not take this money out of this contract. I, it would be impossible. So all we're doing is facilitating transactions. So the second part is that it's much, much faster because there are no banks involved. Uh, because of that, 
the escrow system is 150 times faster than traditional fiat escrow. That's a real number, by the way. So the lowest thing would be is 130 times faster, and the, high, and the highest is 190 times faster. And on top of that, because there's no banks involved, because we use Bitcoin, because it's not custodial, that alleviates a lot of the heavy lifting that we have to do as a company to manage this transaction. And so the best part is that it takes about three to five seconds to release your money over lightning. On the base layer, it's about 10 minutes. And the fees are as low as it could go. So compared to escrow.com's fees, it's like 3.25 plus plus whatever, hidden fees, hidden fees, credit card fees, wire fees, international fee, it goes on, right? We have a flat 1% fee and that's it. And the future, what we're gonna do is two things. One, allow anybody with a ranking system to become an escrow agent so they get a percent of that 1% fee on top of that, in the future, once we get big enough, I want to lower that fee from 1% to who knows. Um, but the reason why is because traditional escrow today is so formal and so hard to get to. Mm -hmm. Because when is the last time you needed a, a layer of protection for payment that wasn't uh, you know, a Raspberry Pi from Amazon? Say like a gaming item from like, a, I don't know, something. CSGO. Uh, that's a huge one, gaming, because 51% of gaming transactions are actually scams. That's more than half. And it's 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 more than half because, again, escrow is so formal and hard to reach. Because when you think of escrow, you think, oh, real estate transactions, right? Hundreds of thousands, million dollar transactions. No one can, the average person cannot reach that. So what we're really, really doing is lowering that barrier to where anybody can have a layer of protection for anything, right? As low as a hundred sets. That's less than a penny. So let me ask you real quick. Um, when when it comes to escrow.com, you know, when I think of escrow, a lot of times uh, it's, it's like in the context of real estate, something like that. That's when a lot of people in the, the, the quote unquote normal world, just everyday world where they're dealing with escrow. But what, what do people use escrow.com for? Is that real estate as well? Or is it something like you mentioned um, purchasing some sort of item in a, a video game or something like that? So escrow.com in general is used for domains, cars. Uh, those are the two biggest ones. Mm -hmm. Homes, of course, boats. Uh, any marketplace that needs a layer of protection uh, uses their API. But the issue is that they kind of suck. Sorry, Escrow.com, but they haven't updated the system in forever. So going back to my company, we have an API to allow any marketplace to accept Bitcoin for buyers and sellers. So there will, for the first time ever in Bitcoin's history, be a layer of disputable protection for these payments. So if you take our API, you hook it up to your wallet, your bank, or your um, marketplace, you actually have a layer of protection for both sides of the party uh, without any hassle. Does that mean that, you know, it's probably not in your wallet, but I guess like through your email, you just have um, whenever it's your turn to confirm the transaction, you'll just get an email that says, is this done? You click yes. And then that releases the funds or like, how does that work? Let's say uh, there's someone who, who owns a business there. They're thinking, I'm making transactions. I'd like to cut out fees when it comes to escrow thinking about uh, lightning escrow, what does that look like um, on the actual user end? Essentially what our AP, API does is that if X happens, release the funds after an inspection period. 
So how we do that is using a tool called Blockhooks. It's like webhooks, but for uh, the Bitcoin blockchain, it's really fascinating. So one example I have is if we see that FedEx has delivered your package, you have an uh, inspection period to say, hey, this looks great. I'll just you know, let the contract uh, expire and the buyer, excuse me, the um, money gets sent for the contract to the seller. No problem. If X doesn't happen, you can file a dispute and say, hey, uh, my vase shattered or, you know, whatever. And, you know, get your money back. No problem. And so, with you know, with that layer of protection, you actually um, don't have to worry about paying in Bitcoin and, you know, having it not uh, having it not arrive. So. I'm I'm sort of wondering what are some examples. I know that you're not officially launched yet, at least as far as I know, not officially launched yet. You've been testing this out with some people, I'm sure. What are some examples that you've seen, or some uh, examples you've talked about with potential customers as far as how to use this? And you mentioned uh, video games and things like that. Maybe some like business use cases and just conversations you've had as far as how this can be useful with uh, particular people in the future. Everything, like honestly, everything. But to get specific, I think domains are a huge one because I've seen a lot of you know Bitcoiners who actually buy and sell domains. I believe people who like to sell game in-game items. I say in-game items. The I think I'm most excited about gaming because, again, going back to what I said earlier, it lowers the barrier for anybody to escrow anything, and I mean anything. So that's going to allow is the average person to escrow, oh God, a cup of coffee if they really wanted to, right? Obviously you don't need, need to do that, but the possibility is there. Mm. Um, but as far as like more specific use cases, uh, I think homes are be a really exciting one, albeit they're not cheap. Uh, the process of buying a home, the majority of it, time spent is at the bank, right? It's not the legal documents. Half of it, if not more, is actually the money going through multiple pairs of hands until it reaches, you know, the, the decision maker, which is annoying because, again, we have the technology to do it, yet no one's mm-hmm. done it. So we're taking it upon our shoulders to make sure this is a, a much faster process. But, you know, besides real estate, uh, besides watches, freelancing is going to be a huge one. So if I want to pay you to write an article for $3,000, I can escrow $3,000 and have 1000 paid out to you each milestone for a total of 3000, right? So I think freelancing must be a huge one because, you know, sure people are buying and selling a Bitcoin, but are they getting paid in Bitcoin? Probably not. Um, so I think it's gonna allow a lot of content creators to get paid in Bitcoin, uh, freelancers, or excuse me, freelancers, developers. Um, you know, the use cases for this are just boundless. And I'm really excited to see what I can't think of when people discover this is gonna be great for it because, um, you know, I, like I said, limit the limit limits to this API and our website are just uh, bound by the markets and the market's fairly massive. I remember um, years ago uh, listening to a, an investing podcast and they were talking about a company that sold mattresses and they said their total addressable market was basically the entire world, you know, like billions of people. And it's true. But like, I guess, where do you focus on first? Because you have this this uh, this thing that could um you know, cut out costs for all sorts of people, really positive. Uh, you mentioned gaming, but like, how do you decide where to focus first? And is that clear yet to you? Man, I think gaming is going to be our focus mainly, uh, unless the data shows otherwise. Um, but I want to give actually a real life example of somebody I know who does wholesale, um, that, who paid in Bitcoin, by the way. 
It's a guy who owns a coffee shop and they tried to do a transaction in Bitcoin. Uh, but what happened is that the coffee beans or the bags never showed up to the doorstep and they needed a layer of protection. And it's like, mind you, thousands of dollars, right? Hundreds of thousands of sats. Um, he was telling me like, man, I was just so pissed. I wish I had, you know, escrow system to do, you know, offer me a, uh, he's pretty much asking me like, are you making this? I said, yes, we're making that. And uh, it's just, it's amazing to see like coffee beans. I never would have thought about that. They're just wholesale in general. Um, that's maybe another major use case I would love to see is like uh, factories, especially, or like um, people who sell miners to each other, like Bitcoin miners uh, in bulk to these mining facilities. That'd be a great one to pay in Bitcoin. That'd be fascinating. Uh, but going back to the specific focus that uh, we're going to go to initially, that's a hard decision because, again, the market is not specifically an industry, but just all of Bitcoin. Because what I've noticed is that the adoption of Bitcoin for not only holding, but for payments as well, is growing at a breakneck pace. And people don't realize is that when they do spend their Bitcoin, they have to you know, ensure that they're safe when they're paying. And to ensure that, you need escrow. But so the specific use case, I can't answer that question because the market hasn't really given me any data on which one, which industry is the most excited about this. Uh, but that said, I have a feeling it's gaming because uh, I hate the term Web3, I know. Uh, but that whole industry of like Web3 gaming, I again, hate the word, um, is growing massively, especially in Bitcoin gaming. Like there's a, a company called Zebedee where they uh, pay out to CSGO gamers that win matches in Bitcoin. That's amazing. And what are they doing with that Bitcoin? They're buying in-game items, such as the knives and skins they sell on that platform. Um, specifically, marketplaces that sell these items, uh, I'm not going to name them, but they actually build their own escrow system just for this marketplace. And if they're struggling with just you know a simple Bitcoin payment, and they had to build their own custodial Bitcoin escrow system, I can't imagine the 16,000 other marketplaces that are thinking the same thing, right? So it's, it's a huge, huge problem that um, everybody needs. Uh, so I think to answer your question, I, I'm most personally most excited about gaming, but whichever industry decides they need it most, we'll pursue yeah. further. Um, but that said, this is a really a, a uh, protocol for all of Bitcoin. So honestly, at the end of the day, if my grandmother can pay for her Amazon package in Bitcoin, I'll die yeah. a happy man. Now, Real quick question. Um, when people are paying for things, is this when people are paying in Bitcoin and receiving in Bitcoin? Or is there a way for people to have USD or whatever other local currency it is involved in the process? I would love to. The one exception I have is having stable coins for transactions. So I say that because I was actually at a uh, Bitcoin meetup and this um, older gentleman asked me, he says, well, what if I pay for a house and the price of Bitcoin crashes while I'm in the process of getting my documents? So like, that's a great point. So I thought about that. And what I don't want to happen personally, if I'm buying a, you know, a $2 million house and the money in escrow is now worth a million dollars in fiat, that would suck for everybody. So how do you fix that? You can fix that by having, you know, either Tether or USDC no CBDCs <laughs> to uh, actually ensure that this transaction will be a stable one. And um, eventually what I also want to add is the ability to pay the escrow contract with a credit okay. card. 
I'm not sure how it'll work with fees. I really don't charge. I don't want to charge extra fees because I just I hate them. But that'll be an option. Okay. So to answer your question, yeah, I would love to see the payout and pay in system. Uh, pay out or pay in to their local currency. That'd be phenomenal because ultimately, uh, I think Bitcoin's a tool right now to enable this bridge between other countries. And the nice thing about Bitcoin is that it has no borders. So this is going to be a very worldwide thing. So I'm curious, and maybe you don't have the the best response to this, but that's sort of what um, Jack Mahler just talked about, right? It's like, essentially, it's, it's just uh, lightning. It's the payment rails. How easy is that? Or is that just like a lot of technical wizardry behind the scenes that makes it seem really nice and smooth, but it's like super complex because that, that makes sense. Like if you can do quick USD uh, through lightning to USD, it sounds amazing, but I'm not technical. I don't know what that includes. Um, maybe it's even hard to communicate, but curious to know, just like, is that something that could be happening in the future? How realistic is that? I think one route we could take is what Galoy has done is really interesting because they have what's called stable sats now. And they're sats that fluctuate based upon the price of Bitcoin, but it'll always remain $1, right? Which is really, really cool. So we might not even need stable coins in the future. It'd be great. Um, but that said, as much as I love Lightning, uh, I don't believe it's ready for the masses just yet because in terms of development and libraries, it's still a little bit unstable. Um, and let's be honest, the guy down the street, he's heard of Bitcoin, right? He's probably heard of uh, Strike, but has he heard of lightning? I don't think so. Because I highly doubt this guy knows how money works, let alone his credit card. And that said, I do believe that lightning is the future. However, it's not ready yet because the tools for developers are, they're there, they work, but they don't work well enough, which is fine because, um, you know, as the Bitcoin adoption grows, we need to smooth out the edges of lightning. And when that happens, that's when lightning will be ready for the masses, essentially. The the truth is this podcast at this point in time is really for the pioneers in the business world, not necessarily the, the builders and developers in Bitcoin, but it's the people who want to implement Bitcoin. And, um, you know, hopefully in two or three years, you have uh, people listening to maybe this very episode and lightning escrow is like way further on in development and things are, are super easy and, and straightforward. They're, they're seamless. But right now, this is really for people who are like, I, I really, I really am interested in Bitcoin. I want to see how I can accept it. So I, I appreciate what you're sharing and also giving us a little bit of that perspective on some of the um, just maybe like a, a realistic perspective on where the lightning network is uh, in your opinion that being said i also think that even like i know down the street in jackson mississippi uh, where i'm based out of no one's heard of strike right um, austin's probably a, a much different scene but uh, some people they hear bitcoin and they're i mean they've heard of it but they don't even even know what what Bitcoin is. And so we are, are, are definitely very early. It's cliche to say it at this point in time, but it's, it's still true. So that being said, I, I'm curious, like any, any feedback there or just, um, you know, in just a second, we'll wrap up the episode, any final thoughts that you have things that we haven't discussed? Like, I feel like we've just scratched the surface, but I also know that there's, you know, maybe, maybe in another six months, 12 months, uh, we could have you back on and, and hear how things have developed. But right now, any feedback there from what I just said, or just final thoughts? Yeah, so going back to what you said earlier about the wire, why not? Um, if you're looking at Bell and Lightning, go for it. Because why not? I mean, it's 
it's it's it's it's good. It's really good. Um, and as time goes on, it'll be even better. So if you build something now that's stable now and works now, it'll be ready for the future when the masses do adopt it. So we're still still very very early. And going back to the point you said about the uh, Bitcoin adoption thing in your town, uh, here in Austin, it's actually I would say ten years in the future because. We're kind of in our own bubble right here. And, and here, here at Plub Lab, which is the office I work out of, um, I can go down the street right now using Oshi and go get a cup of coffee for like $5 in sats, which is amazing. Uh, but can you name another city in America that can do that right now? Seamlessly. Unfortunately not. That just really goes to show that um, the, the, the trends of future Bitcoin adoption and tools are happening here and now in Austin. Um, it's, 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 it's great. And also sucks because it's great because we get to see it live in action and unfold because my friend built that. Wow. I get to pay this with the, my friend's wallet. And, uh, the downside of that is that we have to build it all because if we don't, who else will the bubble is hard to look outside of, but you have to do it. And you, when you do do it, you realize the opportunity that lies ahead for not only consumers, but for companies as well. And I would really encourage any founder to look into integrating Bitcoin that solves a real problem in their company, as well as Lightning. And again, Lightning is it's great and it's still early. And by the time it's a near perfect system in your business, it'll be an even better system in three years when it reaches mass adoption. So I would encourage anybody listening right now to really just, why not? Like I said earlier. Well, where can people go to find out more about you, keep up with what you're doing, and in particular, find out more about Lightning Escrow? Sure. So they can go to lightningescrow.io. Uh, my Twitter is at Tristan, T-R-I-S-T-A-N, uh, Beach, B-I-E-T-S-E-H. I know, your last name. Uh, my website is tristanbeach.com. And you want to shoot me a DM on Twitter, and I'll answer as soon as possible. Great. All right, Tristan, thanks so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure. No problem, Josh. Thanks for having me. Well, friends, it's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Business Bitcoinization Show. If you want to reach out to either me or Tristan, you can find our links down in the show notes. And if you know of someone who'd enjoy this episode, please share it with them. As always, keep building, keep growing, and until next time, keep living and leading well. If you're a regular listener of the podcast, thank you. If you want to take a further step in your support for the show, you can help us grow by listening on Fountain, a value-for-value podcast app on iOS or Android. If you hear something you like that you disagree with or anything else, you can share it by sending some sats and adding a comment with your thoughts. Some of you have already done this, and I appreciate it. I'm going to begin reading your boosts on upcoming episodes, so if you have some insight or value to add, let the people know. Getting started with Fountain is easy. You can add Bitcoin to your Fountain wallet by using your fiat accounts or any lightning wallet and one of my favorite features is that once you're using the app you can earn sats just by listening on fountain check out the link in the show notes to get started with fountain today